Hi all, welcome to Anime Echoes. So we'll be going through Bakano Light Novel 9, pages 113 to 125. Alright, so the following scene is back in Alcatraz. It's between Huey and Lisa, and Lisa's talking about how, about Rail actually, and how she wants to kill him. She's annoyed, and she feels like um, Huey is being disrespected by all of like Rail's shit talking. She talks about killing in a very like offhand way, so you can tell she's kind of like a crazy child. While Huey never like reprimands her like a father should, um, he does tell her that Rail cannot be killed. He's an important companion for her and an important, I guess, experimental subject, so he can't be broken yet. You can tell that Huey doesn't value Rail as a person. He sees him more as like a research subject. Even when Huey states that Rail may um like grow, um, his facial expression doesn't show that he actually believes the words that are coming out of his mouth. I think this scene confirms that for Huey, Rail and the rest of Lamia aren't really human in his eyes. They're definitely guinea pigs. When talking about Christopher being missing for a year, they discussed it like he was like a missing ballpoint pen. Like, they really devalue Christopher and I guess what he offers. He also doesn't expect too much from Lamia, despite them being like, I guess, one of his main crew. Huey never really expected them to, like, uh, Huey only expected them to beat, like, ordinary enemies, but not extraordinary ones. In the last novel, we hear that Lamia has, like, a lot of trouble with Graham. So most likely, he is one of those extraordinary ones that they would struggle with. Frank's attacks didn't really do much or any damage to him, really. Like, they're gonna have a hard time, and Lisa will, like, get to get the felt experience of how weak she can actually be. Um, I mean, she experienced that from Lad Russo in the previous novel, like getting outsmarted and then like a chain lashed against her face. So she's going to realize just how out of her depths she actually is. Now, despite Huey not expecting much from them, he does understand why Rayo hates him so much or why Rayo feels so much like disgust. He knows he has done horrible things to him, like the certain scars all over his body are indications of that. Though Huey talks about it so dispassionately, so you can tell he doesn't really feel much guilt towards it. Um, at least that's the impression I get from this scene. Um, I did like hearing that um, like that Frank, Adele, and Christopher were there for Rail after being experimented. So they're actually there for him. Um, Christopher was there the most, and that's why Rail is so attached to him. He was just a kid, and um, he still is, and he must have been seeking like any form of comfort he can during that time. Like he's getting experimented upon. He wants to connect with someone. Like someone to connect with um, after being so like dispassionately experimented upon by people. Huey does mention that Rail is pretty easily influenced simply by interacting with people. I wonder if that line is mostly Huey just projecting his lack of being influenced by others onto Rail. Like Rail's just a kid. Like of course he's going to be like influenced by people. But it's not like an exaggerated amount like Huey is implying. Like he is a kid. He's going to get influenced. Um, and yeah, you can tell that Rail is quite a sweet kid kind of deep down. And he like really cares deeply about Christopher. And based on his connection with Carol that he kind of recently formed. And how he becomes fond of her and like warms up to her. And tells her to like stay safe and stuff like that. Those who are there for him, genuinely, he truly values. I do wonder if Rail's frustration with Huey is mainly because he's always wanted to connect with him. Like, he's always wanted to connect with Huey. Um, he's always yearned for that kind of connection. But since Huey only sees him as a subject, 
as something that can be replaced, he now feels resentment towards him. Not just for like the horrible things that Hubie has done to him, but for also not giving him the heartfelt connection with Huey that he maybe have wanted. Anyways, overall, I already really like Rail just based on a few interactions that we got from him. And I'm starting to think, um, or starting to maybe understand Huey a bit more thanks to this scene. Like Lisa mostly yearns for Huey's approval. Um, so that was a, you know, we got that more explicitly here. And as mentioned before, I'm wondering if Rail and Lisa are actually kind of similar. Lisa hasn't like gotten in touch with Huey's lack of care for her. And because of that, she'll basically do anything for him. But Rail has noticed it. He's he's felt it completely. Um, like he's felt the iciness of Huey's personality. And that's all he sees now. But yeah, overall good scene. The next scene between Christopher and Ricardo. This is a beautiful scene in my opinion. I like that they act like right off the bat. They're just shit talking each other. And you can already tell that they're really good friends. Um, even though they act like they're not. Um, for example, Ricardo states that he didn't bring Christopher into the store because his like, vampiric appearance would ruin their business. Christopher retorts, like, you wound me. And then it's like written that like a natural smize, smile sorry, like rose to his face after he said that. So they're making fun of each other. And, like, and Christopher's like, naturally smiling. So they're really, you know, they're getting along. Um, and this, the atmosphere of this scene feels warm. And um, you already know that like, a genuine connection exists right then. Um, and another thing that makes this scene uh, feel kind of intimate um, is that this scene represents like a step forward in their friendship. Like Ricardo normally brushes off refi- like revealing things about himself, but this time he's kind of in a more raw place. Um, to Christopher's surprise, he begins to actually reveal his insecurities, uh, the expectations he's felt from his family, like the death of his parents, the betrayals, and just a lot of the things that's happened that's happened to him, and that would happen when you're like the grandson of a mafia. Upon hearing this, Christopher almost uh, like puts on the brakes. Like he wasn't used to hearing Ricardo be so real, and he thought for a second it might be a trap. But he also knows that he can't kill a friend. Um, Christopher's always um, like he's been forthcoming about him wanting to be friends with Ricardo, and then like Ricardo's always been like the reserved one where he doesn't really reveal that much. I like how Christopher notices like very quickly that Ricardo's decision to drive like, around in a car was just so he could have, like, this secret conversation with him. Ricardo's a very private person, very introverted. Though, it's not just his, like, insecurities he's revealing. It's the the disturbing feeling he's felt ever since something changed with Placido and the Russo family. We, the reader, know that ever since they received the, the, liquor, the liquor of immortality, Placido has had, like, this second wind, like, just kind of going through him. Um, a confidence that like resurged after feeling defeated for so long, and Ricardo hated this new, like this new hope in his grandfather. Ricardo wanted to you know break down the world he found himself in, and he wanted the syndicate, the the Russo family, to no longer exist. I think he wanted it to be a sinking ship, but I guess the positivity on Placida's face feels like either the sinking might not happen, or it will sink, but not in the way he wants it to. Ricardo wanted to like plummet to the ocean, um, for the syndicate to be like cut off from its knees and just die. Like that's the impression that I'm getting from him. Um, Ricardo wants to live like a normal life, like all things considered, and seeing his syndicate like suffering gives him hope. But now he feels like it's going off the rails because things are going well. 
I thought Ricardo opening up to Christopher was really good. Uh, their like their dynamic of making fun of each other and then simultaneously like caring about each other is heartwarming and it's it's fun to watch. It's a good dynamic. Uh, just the entire vibe of like the scene is just kind of intimate and you can feel like the sensitivity from Ricardo, how he was um like slowly revealing how things are actually for him, how his voice goes from like like deadpan straight talk to just looking you know looking down and kind of gloomy. You know we actually kind of see more emotion from him um, and then like sentence after sentence felt like Ricardo was being like more and more authentic just just a really good scene um, and I thought it was like hilarious that Christopher asked if he was after his virginity no just just terrible timing with that joke <laughs> but I thought that was like hilarious and um, I, ni- I initially thought Christopher's hesitation to Ricardo revealing things about himself was because Christopher had a like a really specific image in his mind of what their dynamic was Like, they only banter, and that's it, and that's our dynamic. Uh, We know that Christopher cares about, like, aesthetics and how, like, things are framed. And I was scared that the specific image in his mind um, didn't include Ricardo actually being vulnerable. Like, I thought that their connection was kind of like, yeah, we're connected, but, you know, you're not supposed to, like, reach me in any way. Like, you know, we're not supposed to be, I don't know, like, expressing ourselves in that way. We just kind of enjoy each other's company, but we'd never get serious about anything. Like, it only includes, like, Ricardo's deadpan, emotionless eyes, and their banter. Like, that's what I thought, like, the image in Christopher's mind was. Um, so I was glad that wasn't the case. Um, and just, also, just um, one of the things I wanted to point out, um, with many of the Lamia members, they may feel like they're all, like, starved for connection. Like, or at least that's the impression I get. Like, Christopher wants to have all these friends. Raul is also really, uh, like, sensitive um, when it comes to, like, connections. Lisa is chasing after the adoration of a father. So once again, just yearning for connection. Um, I get the feeling that all of the Lamia members are people who have been like devoid of love like their entire lives and it's all because of Huey. Um, even like Adele, like she doesn't want to be useless because she doesn't want to be like abandoned or something. Um, anyway, lastly, the scene ends with Ricardo hearing like an explosion. And I just had one question. Like how can he hear like an explosion and then Christopher not hear it? Does he have like super hearing or something? Like he seems like a normal kid, right? Like it's um, it's like the um, like the person. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the reason why like Christopher would not hear this. Like he's been a like a hitman and everything. I feel like Christopher should hear it. Um, maybe there's something more to that. I'm not hundred percent sure. But anyway, overall, like this scene was just really, really great and probably one of my favorites in this novel. Now, thank you for everyone for listening. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Anime Echoes. That's two words. And if you could leave a review or a like, that would be really helpful. Okay, thanks again, and have a good one. Bye.